For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Richard Skipper Celebrate Show. And today is our Friday wrap-up, which means that we're going to be putting a nice big red ribbon on this week and wrapping it up in a nice package. I know there's a lot of turmoil going on in the world right now, but there's also a lot to celebrate, and that's what today is about. Now, my dear friend, Lisa Rodrigo, says happy pizza day. It's more than just happy pizza day. It's happy pizza party day. So grab your friends together tonight and celebrate safely with a nice pizza party. As a matter of fact, I am going to give away a pizza at the end of today's show. Uh, I'll tell you how I'm going to do that at the end of the show. But all you need to do is use the hashtag resourcefulness at the end of today's show and you'll win a pizza. Uh, it's very simple and you'll get it. But today is also Eliza Doolittle Day. Uh, it is also Ride a Bike to Work Day. And it's Happy uh, Be a Millionaire Day. So Lisa and Tasha, welcome to the show. Uh, our first two participants. So Lisa, since you are the first one here, I have six uh, eager friends waiting in the wings. And while I'm waiting for them to come up, Lisa, pull a number one through six. Uh, just like, let's make a deal and we will find out who's behind one of these boxes and we will decide who comes up. And while we're waiting for them to come up, uh, who do you prefer or what do you prefer? New York pizza? Chicago-style pizza, uh, that's the big debate. Uh, Regular-style pizza, Sicilian pizza, what do you prefer on your pizza? You know, I love a good doughy pizza, uh, but I have uh, been uh, actually uh, dieting. Uh, so uh, my husband, Danny, uh, I'm going to give a plug uh, to our favorite uh, pizza restaurant. It's the Mountain House uh, Restaurant. Uh, here in Spark Hill, New York, where we live. And we will be ordering a pizza tonight uh, from them. Uh, it's a thin crust pizza. And I will be ordering my two favorite toppings, uh, pepperoni and green peppers. So uh, the number that she picked is six. And that is going to, I hope she's ready. Anne Kittredge, you are our first contestant today <laughs> on Richard Skipper Celebrates. And I know that this has been a very resourceful week for you because you have a brand new CD uh, that you just released. I wanted to get the CD on. Um, and unfortunately, when I went to your website, it was a PNG form, which I was not able to grab. Uh, but what I'm going to do here is I am going to pull up here uh, your link so that people can actually go to your site and come up with what's coming up for you because next Thursday night, you're going to have a release party. But before we go there, I want to begin by asking, in addition to this CD coming out, uh, the word of the day is resourceful. What do you feel has been the most resourceful aspect of this past week? Oh, wow. That's that's so easy 
to answer because um, in the process of preparing for the show next week, um, some of my creative team got hit, got hit by the COVID bug. And so um, I have been rehearsing myself most of the time this week. And it's fine. It's really fine. It's great. Um, I... I get recordings of all of tracks of everything that I'm working on. So I have the whole show on track without me singing so I can practice with it and working on the pattern, all that stuff. And they've started to feel better the end of the week. So we did do zoom a little bit this week, but um, so it was, it was getting ready for the show on my own. <laughs> and we are going to give away one of your CDs at the end of the show uh, today that you're, you're going to autograph, as a matter yes. of fact. Yes. Uh, do you have a favorite track on the CD? Um, so this is what's really interesting, Richards. Um, I am hearing my album differently now that people are hearing it now that it's been released and people are writing to me saying, oh, this is my favorite and this is my favorite and oh, blah, blah, blah. So I'm hearing it differently. Um, and I kind of have two favorites now. The one that has sustained from even before into now is uh, our version of Time in a Bottle. Wow. Um, my, uh, my label Jazz Heads, um, the president is Randy Klein and um, he's releasing that as the first single. Um, and it's, I, I really am proud of it. I think it's a really, really lovely rendition. And um, we, it's the, the, um, the instrumentation is very interesting. It's piano, bass, and accordion. Wow. Wow. That's it's beautiful. really, it's very interesting and it's very touching, I think. And then the yeah. other one, well, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead. The other one that has become a favorite after listening to people talk to me and I'm listening over going, oh yeah, it is pretty good, is um, Unwritten. And that's the way my album starts and people are surprised by it. And I'm like, oh, that's good. So <laughs> I was just going to say that the accordion is a sound that I love that a lot of people, you know, you don't hear too many uh, recordings uh, no, nowadays with the, uh, with, uh, the accordion. Uh, so a couple of things that I want to go over with you. Uh, first of all, uh, pizza. Do, are you a pizza fan? I... I was a pizza fan when I was younger, but at my age, I can't really get away with it much anymore. But my favorite pizza- Your age, your age, we're I, the same age. And I know, all right. I'm older, but, I'm older. But, but, but I have to say my favorite pizza that I still can't say no to is, um, I don't even remember the name of it, but it's between 101st and 102nd on Broadway. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, we lived up there for like 10 years and they don't, they're so good. They don't deliver. You know, that pizza is good when they don't deliver. Wow. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's, it's funny, you know, uh, I, uh, recently, you know, our, our dear friend Peggy Eason passed away mm -hmm. and uh, the last night that we were at our house closing out the apartment, I wanted to invite a few friends up there. I could not find, it's been ages since I lived in Manhattan. I could not find one place that would deliver in that area. Really? Uh, is that something that's of the past? You know, I'm so surprised because especially with COVID and everything, I thought everyone was offering uh, delivery. I'm very surprised. Yeah. Now, the next thing that I want to ask you, did you get a chance to come up with three things that happened on this date? Yes, I did. Okay. And they are? And you know what's really great is I'm first. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. I love it. So, Thank you, Lisa. 
the other five guests, I hope that I know that one of them you won't have. So that's good. One of them is May 20th, 1914. Uh, my children's elementary school opened. Well, that's an interesting one. That's good. Right? Okay. Um, and I know that because my kids were in school in 2014 and we had a huge celebration. So it was really great. Okay. Uh, the other thing is um, uh, someone who I share a voice teacher with, Cher was born on this That's day. right. 76 today, everyone. And I actually have one of her sweaters. I My voice teacher gave me a sweater of hers and I I don't think I've washed it still. <laughs> I'm a huge Cher fan. Cher and Cher alike. Who isn't? Yeah. Okay. And then, um, so I, I, yeah, I want you, I want your other guests to know I really did try to find the second choices as opposed to the first, thinking I might be number six. Um, Michelangelo, Michelangelo's Pieta was seriously damaged in 1972 on May 20th. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So a lot of things can have happened on this date. Wow. I've got a question for you before we bring on our next guest. Mm -hmm. And the question is, this is our surprise question for today. Ooh. What's something about you that surprises people when they first hear it? Um, I think people expect me to be a little bit more sophisticated than I turn out to be. I think I'm very weird. <laughs> And I don't think people expect it. I don't, I don't think they look at me and they expect me to be, you know, I don't know, a little bit more proper. And then I talk, they talk to me and they spend a few minutes with me and they're like, okay, well, no. <laughs> well, well, on that note, uh, you have to pick a number one through five. Three. Okay. And that is going to bring up our dear friend, oh. Phyllis Pastore. Do you know Phyllis? No, but... Hi. Hi, really? Phyllis. <laughs> Phyllis has been on the show before. Uh, Phyllis is one of my favorite people in cabaret. I've said it before to her and to other people. So it's not just lip service. Phyllis, I absolutely love you. And I'm going to start by asking you the same question. What, well, I'm going to ask you first and then I'll answer, uh, and I'll answer for myself. Okay. What's something about you that surprises people when they first hear it? That I'm very shy. Really? <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that I would say that a lot of people may not know of this about you is that you are a world-class kazoo player. Oh, well, I think that everybody knows that. Did you know that, Anne? I didn't know that. That is so <laughs> cool. That is really cool. There are so many things, uh, but I think the one that's most surprising is that I'm shy. Wow. Uh, it's kind of it's shocking, but. Wow. You know, who was it that I was just, uh, it, it, it was a major celebrity that uh, I heard say this week that a lot of people think that she's very standoffish, but it's really because she's very shy mm -hmm. and uh, that she has this persona of being, um, you know, that a lot of people think that she uh, has an air about her that uh, is not what she is. Because well, that's that's true. Like if I'm in a if I go to a party or there's a large group of people, I will never go up to a group and insert myself into a group. I will stand back and wait till people come to me because I would just never put myself out there that much. When I'm on stage, it's a different story. I mean, I'm pretty gregarious on stage, but um, uh, in social situations, yeah. 
Can I ask a question? Philip, yeah. do you, I, I'm just curious, I really am curious. Do you, um, do you enjoy being in social uh, situations? Oh, I love it. I, but I really prefer small groups of people, you know, two or three or four people. One, because you can have a real conversation. It's not just all the very light fluff stuff. You can really have a conversation and you're not so worried about entertaining people all the time with your witty, sorry, my nose itches, your witty uh, repartee. You know, you can really have a conversation and be yourself. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so yeah, I don't really get a kick out of big functions and big parties and stuff like that. Okay. So resourcefulness. Uh, A moment this week when you were very resourceful. Ooh. um, This has been kind of a quiet week. I've been spending most of my week uh, going back and forth to to doctor's appointments. (laughs) So I suppose trying to negotiate all those appointments was very resourceful. Trying to, you know, get as many things done in one swoop as as I could so that I didn't have to be wandered out. I'm freaked out by this new COVID and now the monkeypox. Oh, can you believe (laughs) it? I mean, I heard that on the news last night. I practically fell off the sofa. Yeah. Yeah, I'm freaked out by all that. So, you know, I kind of just try to get all my outings done quickly and get back to my little hibernation place. And uh, next question, pizza. Are you a pizza fan? Look at this. Well, yes, you know, I am. I am totally a pizza fan. I, and what's your I favorite think I'm way a, to have... I mean, what's your favorite toppings or... My favorite... Favorite, favorite. I love thin crust, thin crust uh, Napolitan pizza. I'm not a big fan of tomato sauce, but I really like fresh tomato slices and cheese and uh, uh, sausage or mushroom. But I don't, I prefer fresh tomato rather than tomato sauce. Well, I want to have. But very thin crust. We do have a backyard that's very spacious. So uh, everybody that's on the show tonight and other people as well. We'll do a pizza party before oh, the great. summer's over uh, and we'll order from the mountain house because they have the best thin crust pizza oh, in the world. Great. And Danny, we also like uh, the tomato on the pizza, which is very good. And so, I like the thin crust. So we're all in good company. Yes, we're all, all in agreement there. So <laughs> Phyllis, three things that happened on this date. Okay. Um, on this date in 1908, Jimmy Stewart was born. Wow. Uh, Charles Lindbergh in 1927 took off across the Atlantic to Paris. Wow. And um, let me see. In 1967, the BBC banned the Beatles song A Day in the Life for its drug references. Wow. Wow. Well, speaking of drug references, <laughs> you get to pick our next uh, number, a uh, number one through four. Uh, two. Uh, two. And I don't know if there are any drug references with Eodoxy uh, or not. Uh, but, uh, None at all. I wish I was. 
<laughs> Gia, I will tell everybody, Gia, this is your first time here, but Gia is a fellow podcaster. Uh, Gia has her own podcaster with a co-host, which is uh, Waiting in the Wings as well. Uh, but Gia does a podcast celebrating, uh, well, you love that word, uh, Jersey Boys. So, uh, and Jersey Boys is closing on Sunday. So you're going to be there, I'm sure. Yes, sir. Well, hi, Richard. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, Jersey Boys is closing at Nerdworld Stages on Sunday. It's very sad. You know, Jersey Boys already closed on Broadway in January 2017. But what was great, well, here, here's what's really the most upsetting part about this, at least for David and me with Jersey Boys closing for the second time in New York in a five-year time span. Because um, for us, you know, if you look at any piece of merchandise that, that about, I guess, that really showing Times Square, you'll always see Jersey Boys on it, at least for, for David and me, for how we grew up. And for us, there really is no New York without Jersey. And it's just so upsetting. But I feel like the, the best thing to take away from this very sad news is that, you know, at least for us, because we study that we've been studying the show like pretty hardcore for the past two years. It's about four anti-heroes in a way, um, but it's all about learning how to listen to each other, you know, because the whole story is shown is with four different perspectives. You, know, you ask four diets, you get four different versions to quote the show. And you get to listen to what every single person has to say with no interruptions. And I feel like that's the best thing that we can all continue the legacy for with the show. Um, if, if you are a Jersey Boys fan, if you're not a Jersey Boys fan, the main thing to know is that wherever you are, just listen to people, give them the time and then know, know when to respond and when to listen. So that's my biggest thing I've been thinking about this week with Jersey Boys. Well, that's great. And uh, so what is the one thing about you that surprises people that people would not know about you? Sure, I have a tattoo. A lot of people don't think that about me. That I, that I would ever get one. I, so I, I'm Italian Catholic, very conservative family. It's just not really how my family is. Um, but when my father passed away, I got a Christmas tree with his his initials and his birthday. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it kind of has an edge. You know, I try to be a little edgy. Sometimes I smoke cigarettes, even though I shouldn't. You know, things like that. I, well, that's, I that's it. know that I have a tattoo as well. <laughs> I know. Me too. Did that come as a surprise to you, Anne? Uh, yes, I'm the only one who doesn't. <laughs> I told you I was weird. <laughs> no, not at all. There's still time, man. There's still time. <laughs> you know, it's spur of the moment. And we were talking about drugs before, or at least with alcohol. I know you're not supposed to do this, but I, I was a little tipsy when I got my tattoo. Not good. Not supposed to do that. But, and you never know. Maybe one day you'll just, you'll have the urge. Yep. Yeah, well, my daughter has a lot of urges. She's got about five now. So, you know, oh, wow. I'm afraid someday I'll wake up and they'll I'll have one. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Well, for me, it was because there was a very handsome Italian uh, tattoo artist. And <laughs> <laughs> I love the notion of him fondling me for an hour while he did it. <laughs> what kind I of tattoo? It's, it's on my breast, by the way. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, so oh, Gia, what a night. Yes. Uh, pizza. Pizza. Are you a pizza fan? Of course. Yes. And how well, do you prefer your pizza? So this is very controversial, I would say, because because I am Italian. I, I'm very into alternative pizza. Um, has anybody here had artichoke pizza in New York? Mm-hmm. I have. 
Is, isn't it delicious? It is. I love it. I cannot get enough. They're thick pizza. No, I, I can go thin, thick, Chicago, New Haven. I don't care how it's done. It's all about the sauce for me. So the Italian, the artichoke pizza, it's, and the, the store, well, the restaurant is called Artichoke Pizza. It's a chain. Highly recommend. And for, for thin, there's also, my mom makes this delicious fig pizza. So it's just a regular, um, like just pie crust. And then just, just cook it with with fig preserves and then put gorgonzola cheese on it. It's it's light. It's delicious. Highly recommend. So very into different types of pizza. Oh, that's wonderful. So your <laughs> moment of resourcefulness this week. Yes. So I really do try to be as resourceful uh, all, as often as I can be. And I would love to give a shout out to my friend Emily because I call her the queen of, of resourcefulness. Um, but really, it's so for me... I, because I'm a writer and so I work with, with other writers and designers and well, graphic designers. So it's always being three steps ahead of people all the time, right? But it's not for a matter of like covering our butts, it's to actually help people. So I think that's the main thing. Um, so I always try my best to predict what could go wrong because what can go wrong will go wrong. So every night before the morning rush, I, I just get a message ready to send to people like, like before everyone kind of like gets going crazy in their day. So I, usually every single night, I just make sure I can predict what's going to go on the next day. And then I send some tips to see how to streamline it. Yeah, very very long-winded answer, but that's what I try to do. I oh, love your life cool. condition. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, it's more of a preventative measure. I think for anybody who has really bad luck, like I tend to be, I'm just like, no, I, <laughs> I, I, know, I know this is going to happen in three hours. I'm just going to do it now. So I try to do that. So, uh, Gia, three things that happen on this date. Yes. Okay. Well, you you all had two of them. Um, interesting Broadway history. And on this day in 2001, Susical, the Broadway musical, um, closed after a, a tumultuous seven-month run. Very interesting. Um, today, Sierra Boggess turns 40. She was born May 20th, 1982. And the Homestead Act was signed today in 1862 by President Lincoln. Wow, 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 wow. And Susical, uh, I saw on Broadway and I loved it. And Kittredge has a connection with Susical uh, because she has an Aaron's and Flaherty show, which was phenomenal, which I loved. And I uh, a little bit of tidbit too is I know that after it closed on Broadway, now it's like one of the biggest things in high schools. And yeah. and Stephen and Lynn, it's not the same version that was on Broadway, it's the version more that Stephen Lynn saw envisioned so it's a little tidbit oh well that's see, awesome that's how that's why we love this show yes. we learn thank you wonderful things so you get to pick a number one through three the three well um well, okay one through three i would say one and that brings us to shelly goldstein who is in london right now Eliza Doolittle Day. <laughs> so, Shelly, uh, Erin's uh, and Flaherty. Do you have a favorite Erin's and Flaherty show? Oh, gosh. They're so talented. They're just, I mean, I was a Susical fan as well. Uh, they are such talented songwriters. God bless them. <laughs> well, well, I am so glad that you're here. Speaking of, I mean, you are an amazing talent yourself. One of my favorite, again, all my favorites are here today. And I'm, I I keep saying that over and over. We and over love again. you, Richard. But I love all of you so much. I, I'm filled with love that you're all here. 
but Shelley, um, your uh, resourceful moment of the week. You know, it's it's funny. Um, the, these are these are trying times, and because of the craziness of the last two years and the insanity of the last five years, things got rather quiet for a while. And suddenly they've gotten very, very busy. So, you know, knock on table about that. So I, I told my husband yesterday uh, that uh, all I'm going to do is just, I'm going to put a bunch of sticks in the, in the living room and put plates on them and just play the saber dance. Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of what life is like right now. Just keep, if I can just keep the plates spinning all the time, that's, that's as resourceful as I need to be. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And something about yourself that people would be surprised to hear that uh, that we don't know. That I'm really a tall, sensual blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I just hide it so well. I was going to say that. Jewish thing. I had to get into comedy. So, you know. Oh, my God. Well, I've always thought that, but uh, about myself uh, as well. <laughs> the surprise why you are not a bigger star, Shelley. I don't know. <laughs> and do you have your three things that happen on this date? Oh, I do. And I just have to say, by the way, the, the day in the life was not, uh, it wasn't, there were no real drug references. I mean, it, the BBC heard the line, I'd love to turn you on. And that, of course, that must be a drug reference. But keeping with my Fab Four boys, 1970. Oh, let It Be, which we all saw last year as Get Back, mm -hmm. premiered in the UK. That was a great thing. Uh, in 1973, it was Emmy night, and it was a great night for CBS. The big winners were The Waltons, All in the Family, and The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Talk about diversity. When right TV was TV. And let me see, what do I want to do for the third one? Um, well, in, in 1882, because we're all theater people, mm -hmm. Henrik Ibsen in my hometown of Chicago premiered a happy little play called Ghosts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. It's the venereal disease play that you read <laughs> the theater coming. <laughs> well, on that note, you get to pick number one or two. Number two. You don't want to know about pizza? Uh, oh, no, I didn't ask you about the pizza. No, see, pizza, this, is, pizza. See, this is what happens when you're from Chicago. No, so uh, Chicago pizza. Uh, no. well, see, I, I, want, I want to say, first of all, the world is divisive enough. What is it about pizza that makes people go nuclear? I don't know. It's like, if you don't like my pizza, you are the worst person on the planet. I'm from Chicago. I like thick crust pizza. I like it really thick. Mm -hmm. I like it to be like a hoagie sandwich thick. You know, mm. <laughs> deep dish, emphasis on the deep. And with, with that buttery crust. Like this and... thick on it and cheese that makes it like, I want my head to be surrounded by pizza. <laughs> that doesn't mean that a great thin crust pizza isn't a wonderful thing. It is, but so, we love what we grew up with. So, so you know. I have to ask you this because I've never, believe it or not, I, I've never been to London. Danny and I were scheduled to go to London mm. Uh, prior to uh, the pandemic, and then the uh, trip got canceled. Then we were scheduled to go to London uh, 
I'm very cautious about traveling right now. Uh, so we're invited to a wedding in October, but I don't really want to go to the wedding. I'm very nervous about it. But I want to ask you, are there places to get great pizza in London? It's so funny. Yesterday, oh, somebody loves Lou Malnati's. Yay. Uh, I passed a place that said London's newest thick crust pizza place. I have not tried it yet because insanely I've been on a keto diet for the past eight months. And so if I, you know, I, I can, I can't have the crust anyway, so I can just dream about it. But there's, there's, you know, you don't really think of pizza when you come to London, you know, there, there are other things, but, but I know a lot of great Italian restaurants here, you know, so you come, I'll take you. Great. That's wonderful. I promise. Okay. So you get to pick one or two. I'm one. I think it's two or three. So let's go with two. Uh, two. And that brings us up to Dave McGee, uh, Dr. Moo Moo. Uh, I, you know, this man, I, I said earlier before we went live, he is truly one of God's angels walking the planet. Um, everyone go and watch my interview with this man. He goes out anonymously giving money to strangers on the street. He's been doing this. How do you have you calculated how much you've given out? Over the years, um, well, they did an article on me, so I kind of sat down with a pen and paper. I think I'm approaching like a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars at a time, uh, at, at each giveaway, and I'm approaching maybe a quarter of a million. Can you believe this? He, how many years have you been doing this? Uh, probably 35 years. So, this is all documented, so I'm not giving tales out of school. Dave was born, I mean, you grew up poor. You grew up without, but you amassed money as you grew up and uh, worked hard to get it. And you have the means to do what you do. So you go up to complete strangers and you give them $100 bills. Well, what I did actually, uh, since the pandemic uh, for the last couple of years now, I, I go out every day and um, I have my I have a costume that I put on a smile costume. I have a smile. But if you don't know who he is, yeah. And then I have like a big uh, bag of Little Debbie snack cakes, and I just go around town for like an hour or two, and wherever I'm at. I've done it in New York there before, um, and hand out the Little Debbies and get people to smile. And then when the spirit moves me, I will slip a hundred dollar bills to somebody that is having a hard time. Isn't Bless that amazing? You. It, I, I, you, I, I just, I adore you. And we, of course, have a mutual friend, uh, Deborah Stone. Love Deborah Amber. Stone was the one who told me about you. And uh, so, Deborah, if you're watching, uh, again, I thank you uh, for bringing David to my life. Uh, so, Dave, what is the thing about you uh, that would surprise people uh, um, about yourself? I play the accordion. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing Thursday night? <laughs> yeah, I'll be right over. <laughs> now, are you are you in Palm Springs now? Uh, I'm in I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right now. Okay. I'm uh, here. I'm here to do. A, uh, I'm doing a bike ride. 
Um, uh, well, you know, today is also uh, National Ride a Bike to Work Day. I, I'm just tickled to death about that. <laughs> I, I, I love riding. I ride every day, like 30 miles, 30 to 40 miles every day. So, uh, but uh, Dave, uh, forgive me for what I'm about to say. Oklahoma's got to get their act together. Oh, God. Isn't that the truth? That governor, Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Talk to that governor, please, please, please. We're trying to make a difference. I'm praying for your state. I am praying, I'm praying, I'm praying for your state. So, you know. Well, I actually don't live here. I live in Kansas City, Missouri and Palm Springs. I know. And here part-time. It's all three places. I know, I know. Yeah, but you're right. They need prayer. So are you you a pizza fan yourself? I love pizza. You know what? I like any kind of pizza, but it has to be, um, have a cheese pizza with extra extra cheese. And... I, there's only one way I eat it, and everybody thinks I'm crazy. I will take the slice of uh, pizza, and I peel the cheese off and roll it in a ball. Then I, <laughs> then I eat the crust, and, then I'll, and I can just say I have three pieces. Then that little ball stays on the plate while I eat the next piece. Roll it, that ball. So then at the end, I have three balls of cheese that I eat at the, <laughs> at the very end. Well, I always like, when I eat something, if, ever, if you ever have me over to your house, and you see me eat something first, and it's something, whatever's on my plate last, I always would I'd eat what I don't like first. And then whatever's left on the plate is like the last, my favorite last. So the well, cheese, and I don't want, you can't really get the full texture and everything of the cheese with the crust. Well, Dave, with all that you do in the world, you can eat your pizza any way you damn well please. That's that's what I have to say. So uh, I might even try that next time. So did you come up with three things that happened on this date? Uh, yes. Hold on. Let me get my iPad. Everybody look him up. Dr. Mumu. You know, that answer also covers um, what people might not be surprised about you. For <laughs> <laughs> the pizza? pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I really, if I'm if I'm in public, I really don't do it so much. I try to be normal, but when I'm at home, I'll just the whole piece. I'll just have like eight balls of cheese. <laughs> around. Wait for me. I'm gonna do these in order. Um, in 15, May 20th, 1506, in Spain, Christopher Columbus died in poverty. <laughs> That's something I did yeah. not know about him. Did any of you know that? No. I didn't know that. I knew that he died. Well, I knew that. I love it. Thank you, fellas. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Okay, the next thing was 1830. The fountain pen was patented by H.D. Hyde. And then in... 1993, the final episode of Cheers was aired on NBC TV. Oh, and do you remember what happened at the end of that show? Oh my god, you know, I don't. He was left alone alone in the bar. He was alone in the bar. Yes, he said, We're closed. He turned the lights off and he looked around in the room and then turned the light up and walked out. That made me cry. It made me cry it, to me that he was so that he was alone. So I'm going to come back to you, Gia, for a moment yeah. because uh, we have someone waiting in the wings, 
And you know this person very well because he's your co-host. And I've asked everybody to come up with something that we don't know about them. Um, is this person that you share a microphone with a uh, patient? So patient, extremely patient. Yes. So yeah. So I will, and he's he, he's happy to be the last one to go on today. <laughs> really? So he's yes. very patient. I'm going to bring him on, and that's uh, David Benary, and he's been waiting in the wings. He does uh, the podcast with Gia. So uh, David, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, well, normally the two of you are together. Uh, and <laughs> your kind words uh, on your post about uh, doing the show today. Um, so something about yourself that would surprise people that they don't know about you. Um, I have not seen many of the world's most famous movies. <laughs> I have not seen The Shawshank Redemption. <gasps> I, have not, I have not seen um, The Godfather Part Two. Uh, Gia just showed me The Godfather Part 1 last year. I just We're started watching way. them again. I just started watching them. And I just have to ask most, you about that film. So have you seen I, The Wizard of Oz? I have seen The Wizard of Oz. I have seen that <laughs> But I'll tell you. Okay, you're people, allowed to people, live on the planet. People actually get mad at me. People get mad at me when I told them I haven't seen Schindler's List. And they're like, David, you're Jewish. And I'm like, so? Like, What? That's like, not well, why I you mean, need to watch it. You need to watch it because it's brilliant. Uh, yeah. I know. I I just I have just I've just never seen it. So Ugh. that's that 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 gets people surprised and also upset. And I'm like, uh, you can show. You know, There's a great episode of Seinfeld uh, dealing yes. with Schindler's yes, making Schindler. out. You were making so, out during Schindler's. Uh, <laughs> I think yes. I remember that. Yes, very very funny. What um, movies have you seen? Um, I have seen, well, I'll tell you, so Gia's favorite, one of Gia's, if not her favorite movie, then one of her favorite movies, um, uh, my cousin Vinny, um, I just watched Never for the seen first it. time. Never it's seen so, it. it's Jelly. so, so funny. It's the greatest it's, comedy of all time. It, Gia, Gia, basically, Gia, Gia like, was watching it right out of the womb. Her mom looks exactly uh, like Marissa Tomei. It's, it's true. So I've seen that. I've seen The Wizard of Oz. I've seen uh, one of my favorite movies, Whiplash, with uh, Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. Um, I'm a musician myself, so and I've had music teachers exactly like how J.K. Simmons portrayed the conductor in in the movie. Like I was I was in high school. And I was in the jazz vocal ensemble and we were doing a combination piece with the jazz band. And our teacher, the band teacher took someone's saxophone mouthpiece and threw it all the way across the room. Oh. Um, those things cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, horrible. <laughs> so, um, so yes, that is one thing that surprises people about me is how well, um, you're going to pick one of those swining. films, and when we do our pizza night, we're going to uh, do a movie night as well. I Yay! can't wait. I'm so That'll excited. Be That'll be great. If you watch the TV series, the new series called The Offer, which is about the making of The Godfather, it's phenomenal, and I have become enamored with Miles Teller. But um, uh, I promise you that that will encourage you to watch the godfather series our so um our our mine and gia's friend joey russo who played joe pesci in the jersey boys movie 
he's in the offer as well. Oh, um, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. So we're very, very excited to watch that for we're sure. Starting oh, it tonight. That's the plan for the tonight. weekend. Wow. And so, how how do you like your pizza? So I I love thick crust or thin crust. More thick crust though. Um, there's a great um, kosher place in Miami. Um, I don't I don't necessarily keep kosher anymore, um, but um, in uh, in Miami, there's a great kosher place. Uh, it's like Italian food. They have great thin crust pizza, and they have a really great three cheese pizza. I really love the three cheese. Really, really love three cheese. And then there's a great pizza place on 46 and 8 called Pazzeria Perfect Pizza right across the street mm-hmm. from the back entrance of the Richard Rogers Theater. Um, they have the mm-hmm. best three cheese and the best lasagna pizza. Oh, wow. Ooh. Wow. Wow. And what are the three things that happened on this day that you came up with? Yes. So actually, um, keeping in theme with Broadway, like Gia did. So, um, in, in Phantom of the Opera, of course, we know that in, in the show, the, the chandelier falls. So the actual chandelier of the Palais Garnier Opera House in Paris, fell on the crowd on this day in 1896, resulting in the death of one and the injury of many others. Wow. wow. And wow. then in 1873, Levi Strauss and Jacob Davis patent the first blue jeans. Wow. And then uh, Robin Gibb from the Bee Gees passed away today in 2012. Yes. One of my favorite uh, groups. Uh, today is also the uh, passing of uh, Gilda Radner. Uh, all oh, night. wow. Was it? Oh, dear. On this date. I was lucky enough to see her uh, when I first came to New York. Uh, she, uh, They filmed her uh, Gilda Radner Live was actually filmed at BAM. And I went to oh. the taping uh, of the show. And oh, I wow. sat next to uh, Candace Bergen. I was... <gasps> I, I had just arrived in New York and I was so excited. Uh, it was like one of those magical nights that I couldn't believe was happening. So that was <laughs> exciting for me. So we are going to give away a couple of things today. Uh, I know that we are going to give away uh, Ann Kittredge's uh, CD. Uh, so uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to pull up uh, this uh, uh, screen. Uh, the giveaway tool here. I'm going to share this. And let's see, I want to make sure I bring up, yes, resourcefulness. And we're also going to give away, uh, all you need to do is put in the hashtag resourcefulness. And we are also, I'm going to remove this so I can pull everyone back on the screen here. And we're going to give away a pizza uh, today. Uh, So all you need to do to get the pizza is uh, at the end of the show, uh, you'll get in touch with me. You'll give me the name of your favorite place that you order a pizza from. I'm going to call them. I'm going to order a pizza and send it to you. So if you've got a few friends over tonight, dinner, whatever, the pizza's on me. And if you don't want to do it tonight, you'll pick the night that you want it, and I will order the pizza for you on another night. That's my gift uh, for the winner for tonight. So there are a couple of holidays that are happening today, and I thought it'd be fun just to go around and talk about some of the holidays. And the first holiday is... um, be a millionaire day. And uh, so I'll start with you, Anne. Being a millionaire can also be a state of mind. 
Uh, I don't think it's also necessarily about the financial aspect of it, but uh, the way you live your life, the way you do uh, things. Uh, if you had the money at your disposal, uh, a state of mind of a millionaire, what would be your uh, first uh, uh, point of action that you would do as a millionaire? I would, um, I would try to find, I would not try. I would think up um, a way to um, create an entity that provided people with a job. And I know that sounds weird, but what I mean by that is I wouldn't, I'm not as much, I mean, we donate, of course we donate, but if I had a really substantial money, it would be less about donating and more about creating opportunity. Sounds great. Phyllis? Oh, dear. Um, I would try to find uh, and help other organizations that are involved in clean water for, for people of this earth, and particularly Haiti. That poor little country, I don't even know how it still manages to survive. The people there are just so strong to live the way they live. But clean water is something everybody takes for granted, I think. But it's has to be done. I agree. Uh, Gia? Yes. Well, I, feel, I think about this a lot. Um, lately, I, I've been thinking about if I had enough money to buy an apartment in New York City, I would love to have like just a place for one person to live every few months who wants to get their start in New York. So I would buy a Manhattan apartment and whoever was like, hey, I really want to come here for whatever reason, they would have a free place to stay until they get on their feet. I would love to do that. Wow. That's yeah. very magnanimous of you. I love that idea. Shelly? That's such a great idea. I mean, that, that's that's also, there's a, there's a documentary in that. There's a movie oh, really? in that. I think that's a oh. fabulous idea. You know, we we all want to do so much, and um, a, sadly, a million dollars couldn't do as much as you'd want it to be done. You know, whether it's water or an apartment for people or whatever. Um, but I've I've just been thinking so much lately and, uh, about children and the arts and how it's been so completely decimated. And because kids who who study arts and theater and music and dance and think, and that's not a good thing for a lot of people in power. So I went to a school that had a fantastic theater department and does not now. So I would uh, make sure that there were teachers and there were classes and there were facilities for children to do all sorts of theater and uh open up their minds that way. I'm so glad that you said this. I don't think a lot of people are aware that the arts are the first thing that gets cut uh, when it comes to budgets in schools. The first thing that gets well, cut. Well, it's it's said that it's because of budget, because it's an easy thing to say that it's somehow not as important. But every single study that's been done, and I've worked for a lot of organizations that do these things. Again, if a child is taking theater or dance or arts or music or they think and they do better on their English exams. They do better on their math exams. They do better on science. You know, it, it doesn't 
cure all and, and make you, you know, Einstein and Sondheim put together, but you have a better shot if you learn how to think. It also obviously makes you more caring and empathetic to other people. But years ago, when I was working with Carol Channing um, with her Foundation for the Arts, uh, she uh, there was a school in Weston, Connecticut, which is a very affluent community. Uh, and I they were doing a production of Hello, Dolly. So I got involved with the students and I was almost a mentor uh, with the theater department. When they did, uh, when they wanted to put uh, new uh, uh, seating in the auditorium, they had to do uh, everything within their power to raise the money, uh, whether it be bake sales and, uh, you know, selling magazines, doing everything. When they wanted to put stadium seating uh, in uh, for the football field, uh, private entities were throwing the money at them. Uh, it was like night and day that it, it, how hard it was for them to get the money for the seating for the auditorium. Uh, and it, it's across the board that every school is dealing with this. And I was so lucky uh, that I came along at a time where I had great music and arts in school. And I just wish that we could get back to that across the board, you know, uh, in this country, that we have a reverence for the arts in this country. It's very, it's vital. It's vital. Amen. Uh, uh, but Dave, uh, with you, the question is almost uh, redundant uh, because <laughs> you are out there doing what you do. Um, I, I want to ask you uh, going, you've got this mindset. Where did the mindset start for you? Because you, I, in all my shows, everybody who knows who watches the shows know this. I end my shows by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything return. And I live by that motto. And you actually do it yourself, which, and I admire that so much in you. But where did that start and where does that mindset come from for you? Well, uh, I just can remember, you know, we were so poor that um, I can remember my dad at Christmas time, we would go to an auction and there would be like a box for a dollar that would be full of toys. And he'd, I'd say, Daddy, bid on that for us. And he would bid on it and we got a box of toys for a dollar and that was our Christmas present. So I can remember being so sad, especially at the holidays, for other kids as an adult that I just thought I need to start doing something for individuals, you know, like on a one-on-one, -on -one, not so much to an organization, and um, see if I can make a difference in just that person. And um, so that's kind of like this week, um, I, was, I was walking by the uh, bus stop. It was like this 70-year-old lady. And she was real sad and she's on a fixed income, I could tell. I mean, because, you know, at that age and she was sad because her car was broken and she was having to ride the bus. And so I slipped her $100 to go towards the car fixing. And she was really thankful and shocked. But I, you know, and I would probably if I had the million dollars, I would probably load her up in the car and take her to a dealership and get her a car. That's amazing. God bless you. Uh, I just it it, it it just moves me so much. Uh, David, and you're uh, uh, you unmuted yourself. Good for you. Um, the same question for yourself. 
So um, I went to, uh, well, wow, okay, sorry. So over my college career, I did, I, I went through three different schools in six years. I was a major academic screw up in high school. And um, I got into this all male Jewish liberal arts college in Washington Heights called Yeshiva University. Primarily because I was Jewish, um, I had horrible SAT scores, horrible grades, but you know they needed the money. They got really screwed over by Madoff, so um, they accepted me, and um, I then got expelled after my first year. Um, I I didn't go to classes because I was too busy seeing Broadway shows. So <laughs> I guess if there's any reason to get expelled from a school. That is the reason to get it. Um, and then I went to a community college for two years, um, failed some more classes, got kicked on my butt a few more times. Um, and then I graduated eventually uh, in 2020 during the pandemic from Rutgers Newark, uh, magna cum laude, um, coming full circle, but realizing, thank you, um, realizing that definitely was not ready for a four-year program right out of high school. And really how instrumental that community college experience was for me to get back into the world. So, um, and I made a friend while I was at Rutgers who really was advocating for people to go to community college right out of high school. And I started really thinking about that. And so I think if I had the money, I would invest in the betterment of our country's community colleges because they're just so understaffed so underfunded and this is sometimes i mean I, I was i was in classes with people who were you know smacked on their butt like i was or who just didn't know what they were doing didn't know where they wanted to be where, where they wanted to go or people who were gaining their life who were taking their life back I was in classes with people who were just like recently divorced, um, who just, you know, they wanted to they wanted to just change their lives, and if we want to help people change their lives, we have to have the right resources for them. And I think community college is such an important thing. So that's what I would do. Well, God bless you. Well, I'm not a millionaire, but if I was, I'd give everybody watching tonight uh, Anne's uh, CD. And uh, and I'd also give everybody uh, a pizza, but uh, how about a hundred dollar bill and a hundred dollar bill? Uh, or it's a great uh, pizza topping. Uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> so, uh, let's start here with uh, we're going to give away uh, number one uh, a CD, and the CD is going to go to Lisa Rodrigo. Uh, so uh, Lisa, uh, just reach out to me, and I'll put you and Anne in touch with each other. And let's see who's going to get a pizza tonight. Uh, now I've got to do this again. So let's uh, let's see here. Um, so I, I I've got to do this again. How do I do this? Uh, uh, let me see. I, I I know that I can do this again. Uh, let me do uh, see if I can do another winner. I, I I'm supposed to be able to do this twice. So. Awesome. Um, I, I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, since Anne, uh, pick a number, uh, 
one through, uh, just pick a number. Uh, Any I'm number. Pick, I'm going to pick 18. Okay, let's see here. And I'm going to uh, count down. And uh, let's see how I'm going to do this. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Pam Stubbs, I'm going to order you a pizza, Pam, so that you're the 18th comment tonight. So <laughs> that's how we're going to do it. So I thought that I was able to click on this twice. So, but Pam, you'll get a pizza. Just uh, touch base with me later, uh, and I'll find out what you like, and we'll order a pizza for you. So anyway, I want to thank you all. Don't go anywhere for a moment. I've got my closing remarks, and then each of you are going to get a chance to give your closing remarks for tonight. It can be about anything that we talked about tonight that you want to build upon, anything that we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final message that you want to put out for anyone who's watching right now. Um, the word, again, is resourcefulness. And Dave McGee, I'm going to come back to you. I'm putting you on the spot tonight, I know. But what you do uh, is so moving to me. The fact that you go out each day. I have this calendar that uh, was sent to me by Howard Tucker. And it's random acts of kindness. And each day, it's a different act of kindness that you can uh, pull out. Like today, uh, the random act of kindness uh, was sending uh, a, ordering a Chinese lunch for somebody or ordering, uh, well, ordering a pizza for someone tonight and just sending it to someone. And there are things that we can each do each day for one other person without expecting anything in return. Um, uh, getting flowers and putting them on our next door neighbor's stoop or at the front door or picking up the phone uh, and calling someone. I got a phone call last week from a friend of mine that I haven't spoken to in a while. And he said, I've left Facebook, but I've made a list of all my friends on Facebook that I want to keep in touch with. And I'm reaching out to say, I want to get together for dinner one night, uh, just because you matter to me. And so these are the little things that we can do. Those are the ways that we can be resourceful. And we can reach out to each other and we can keep this communication going. And I think it's important that we all do that with each other and that we continue to stay in touch with each other. So I want to thank everybody for being here. If it was your first time, I hope it will not be your last. Please subscribe to Richard Skipper Celebrates on YouTube. Uh, share this with your friends. Tell other people about this show. We do this every Friday. But there are other shows. Uh, if you are around on Sunday night at 7 o'clock, I am going to be celebrating Ava Cherry, who was a muse to David Bowie and vice versa. So it's going to be an exciting show. I love her. I've enjoyed her book. And I've enjoyed getting to know her through uh, Facebook and social media. So I, again, end every show by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Go to your Facebook friends list and reach out to the fourth person on your list and reach out uh, with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call. And let that person know what they mean to you.
because as my dear friend Sean Moniker says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. And I always say, if you're going to go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper along. <laughs> so now I'm going to pick one of you randomly. And then uh, after you finish speaking, you will pick the next person and so on and so on and so on until there's one left person. And then when you finish, you just say goodbye and the final credits will roll. Thank you. You all matter to me so much. And I love you. And I hope that we'll all stay in touch. And Shelly, I'm going to pick you. So you've got the next one. Thank you. Okay. Uh, be, be kind. Make people laugh. Save democracy. Vote. Gia. Wow. Um, I would say... Uh, well, first of all, this was an amazing call. Thank you all so much. It's so great to meet all of you. So many talented, wonderful people. Um, I I always say when you don't know what to do, help somebody else. I'll leave it like that. Yeah, just whenever you get confused and, and life gets crazy and you might think everyone is just as is, is upset, just just help somebody. Even if you don't exactly know how to do it, find a way. Just any little. And the next, and David. Thank you, Gia. Um, Again, I want to echo what Gia said. It was really amazing to be here today. Thank you, Richard, for bringing everyone together. It was wonderful. Um, I actually coined a quote. Um, it goes like it goes a little something like this. Um, sometimes life gives you lemons, and you have to make apple juice. So do it. Pray to God it tastes like lemonade. <laughs> and just you know, drink up. A salute. And uh, I think I'm going to pass to Phyllis. Ah, thank you. Once again, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Richard, for including me. Um, my, my message has been for a long while to just say yes. Um, opportunities present themselves to you generally not dressed up as opportunities. They don't come with big signs that say, I'm an opportunity. Take me. So you just have to say yes and give every situation the the uh, try. And uh, that, that's how the opportunities manifest themselves. So say yes. And I'm going to pick Anne. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, Phyllis. Hi, everyone. everyone. I want to start by saying how much I love being a part of Richard Skipper's family because I knew no one from this today. And it was, I, I just loved hearing from everyone. So, um, and I also want to shamelessly uh, plug an organization that I'm very grateful that I'm a part of, and it's called the American Songbook Association. Um, I've spent a lot of time uh, with arts and education advocacy, and this organization's mission is to bring the arts and workshops, music workshops to underprivileged youth. Um, it, we're doing it in New York City, we also for seniors, but we're doing it in New York City. We want to expand countrywide. And we just had our largest fundraiser ever. And I want to encourage you to visit the American Songbook Association.org website and support us. Um, I, I also want you to know that we're not going into these schools trying to find talent. That's not our mission. Our mission is simply to expose children and to, and to uh, 
build on their on their own cultural capital, um, similar to a lot of the things that Shelley was saying. So uh, we have a new executive director, Carolyn Montgomery, who's really kick-ass. And, um, and that's all I have to say. So thank you so much. Hey, and Dave. <laughs> uh, I, I think what I would like to close with is to say that um, you don't, to help somebody, you don't have to spend one penny. Um, you have to just do something for someone. Um, probably the biggest blessing I ever had in my life was just this, uh, probably about six months ago, I was in Palm Springs and it was a little homeless lady. She's uh, from India and she was having problems walking because her toenails had gotten so thick and long. And she knew I was a doctor. So she said, could you help me get my toenails cut? And so I went to the CVS and got some toenail clippers and sat on the sidewalk and spent about 30 minutes clipping her nails. And she was so happy and so thankful. And that didn't cost anything. So you can do something to help somebody and not spend anything at all. Just do it from your heart. Okay. Bye, everybody.